grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken, and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today, we celebrate the solemnity of all the saints. Now, for those who may be newer to the feasts and the fasts of the Christian church, you might be asking yourself, what is this day about? Why are we here making such a big fuss, walking in circles around the church, eating breakfast together? Why do we make a big deal of the saints? Now, this, I can assure you, is not because they kick off in an hour or two. The saints we speak of here this morning are a bit different. Though some might say Drew Reeves fits in the bill. This, my brothers and sisters, is a Sunday on which we celebrate those Christians who have attained the beatific vision, the vision of blessings. Blessed are you when men persecute you. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the poor in spirit. They attain that vision of blessings on earth. They attain that in their lifetime. They attained a visible and undeniable bond in union with Jesus Christ. They attained a state of holiness most of us will not know on this earth. Today we celebrate the women and men who, having finished their course in this world, see God directly, face to face, instead of indirectly, through sacraments or prayer or grace. Today, we celebrate those Christians whom the church is certain, objectively certain, as it were, to have attained this blessed vision. Saints are the people whom we put the title of affection saint in front of, like St. John, the patron of this parish, people like St. Mary Magdalene, who converted Roman emperors, followed Jesus, St. Thomas, who placed his hand in the side of our Lord. People like St. Mary the Virgin, the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ, bearer of God, and perfect follower. We give them a title of honor, saint, blessed, because of their great faith on earth, because of their closeness to God on earth, because we can see clearly and without question in their person and in the works of their life, Jesus Christ. These saints stand above and beyond us. They attain the state of holiness in this world and commends them as examples to be followed and persons to whom we should ask their prayers. Now, if you notice in our liturgy and in the prayers of the church, we spend a good deal of time praying for the souls of the faithfully departed, praying for the dead, praying they may have a good judgment, that they may have rest eternal. That they may be saved, that they may be found worthy to stand the last day. Some of the language we use. But you will never hear us pray for those persons who have attained the beatific vision, his blessings, the saints. Instead, we ask them to intercede for us, to pray for us. Because we know their holiness and their closeness and union with Jesus. Now this idea of praying for the dead, which we do all through Hallow's Tide, Halloween, All Saints Day, All Souls Day, this idea of praying for the dead and 
asking the prayers of the saints is one that forces us to think about the world we live in. To think about the reality of the kingdom of God. When we remember and pray for the ones we love who have died, or when we ask the saints to pray for or remember us, we enter into a spiritual reality that defies human reason. That is to say, in the secular worldview, the worldview of life around us, a worldview founded on reason and logic, it is ridiculous to pray for loved ones who have departed this life. They are dead, they are totally removed from our lives, and are left only in our memories, in our photo albums, and in our history books. The same with the saints. They too are gone. St. John might have been a swell guy, but he's gone. Lives only in history. Now there are even some Christians who take abuse very similar to this. When a person dies, they don't have a funeral, they have a memorial. Because that person is either immediately in heaven or in hell and in a very real sense, separate from us. It's idolatry, prayer, heresy. It is not Christian. It's not Christian either to converse with them as we pray. It is not a reasonable thing to do. But within our tradition, the ancient and living tradition of the church Catholic, a tradition in reality we do our best to keep alive, we acknowledge this reality. We celebrate this reality, this true reality in which our loved ones, the saints, are still with us and we with them in the realms, heavenly, physical, through the body of Christ, through the church, both in this world and in the next. We are together, all of us, as we await Jesus Christ's return to judge the living and the dead. We are together as we wait for Jesus to make all things new. We are together as we wait for Jesus to complete and make final God's kingdom. We, both living and dead, are a part of Jesus Christ, inseparable from one another, together, united in the love of Jesus Christ, together, united in the celebration of the liturgy and in the worship of God. So therefore, today... It's also a fitting celebration of the church. The society that defies physical reality. The society that defies secular human reason. The society that exists in this world and in the world to come. The society that exists outside of and beyond the bounds of time and space and history. The society that joins us to God through Jesus Christ. On this day, the Feast of All the Saints, we're able to see clearly all of these things. We're able to see what the church is, which is nothing more than the society of people that Jesus Christ has redeemed from the world. The church is a society of people that have accepted redemption that Christ offers. Now this notion of redemption is an important one, and it makes the church also irrational secular eyes. The church becomes, with the notion of redeeming, redemption, a supernatural society. It is not only in the visible and physical world, out working and doing things,
but it is also spiritual and extending beyond our world, extending beyond time and space and history. It houses the salvation. It is eternal. The church will never know an end and therefore is truly not historical. So it's mystical. It's mystical in that it is the house of the Holy Spirit. We live within the power of God and the Holy Spirit. The grace and presence of the Holy Spirit abides here, gives us life, connects us. The redeemed are in a state of communion with Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. So this society to redeem the church, it's also called the kingdom of God on earth. The society, us, the church, is where the fullness of God is found on this earth and grace upon grace is given to the believer. So the church is an eternal, mystical society of redemption that has communion with Christ through the Holy Spirit. It is the avenue of God's grace. Now, put that in as simple terms as possible. The church exists to offer to a broken and dark world salvation and redemption. The church exists as the vehicle of communion with God through Jesus. The church stands as a continuing presence of Jesus on earth. And that is what this day is about. This day communicates the reason the church exists. Now we come here today with the intention of remembering those who have gone before us and to rejoice in those who have set the example of blessed lives and to rejoice in the reality that we and they are part of the same society, the same family. We are connected. That the forces of evil and death cannot, cannot and will not break apart our bonds or loose our reality. This day stands to remind us, beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, that we are a mystical, we are an eternal society that is not in this world. We also remember and hold up the example of the saints that we remember on this day. And it reminds us that even though we are not in the world, I mean, we are not of the world, we are in the world, and that we have plenty of work. So on this All Saints Sunday, rejoice that we are part of the kingdom of God. Rejoice that we are part of the mystical society of the redeemed. And let us spend our time and try as we may to spend our time as the saints spent theirs. In prayer and worship, in song and in praise, in love and in mercy. And most of all, working to heal and give light to a broken world that surrounds us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.